Hi, this is Patty Negri, and you're listening to The Witching Hour on My Paranormal Network. Hi, welcome to The Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and your host for this hour-long journey into the other worlds. You might recognize me from my regular appearances on Ghost Adventures with Zack and the Guys, or from my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, or from some of my appearances, but this is my baby. This is the witching hour. What is the witching hour, you may say? Well, actually, it's late at night, somewhere between midnight and 3 a.m., when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest, and magic happens. But this witching hour is actually whenever you're listening to this podcast. This witching hour is about you and bringing magic and empowerment and things to just bring a little more magic into your life. I'm going to start that one line again because I totally thought about it. Okay. This witching hour is to bring a little magic into your life and remind you how amazing you are. Every week I'm gonna bring you my lifetime of experiences and training and spiritual paranormal wildness. But best of all, I'm going to bring you guests, the best in the world from all over the world. Amazing guests with leaders and experts in their field. Thought-provoking, entertaining, and informational chats with people who are the absolute best in magic, spirituality, the occult, metaphysics, and all things supernatural. So this week is absolutely no exception. I have this beautiful guest. I had him on once before, and he was so fabulous. We had to bring him back again. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Kyle Thomas. Yeah, you're going, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> Kyle Thomas is a globally recognized pop culture astrologer who has been featured in Cosmopolitan Magazine, Bustle, Elite Daily, House Beautiful, Marie Claire, Yahoo News, MSN, and more. He's also one of the official astrologers for both astrology.com and horoscope.com. He is known for his cosmic guidance for celebrities, business executives, and prominent influencers. His work harnesses the power of the stars in regards to entertainment, lifestyle, and trends affecting people worldwide. His writing and horoscopes have been translated into multiple languages. Kyle has been astrologically gifted naturally from a very young age and teaches how to use the universe to manifest the life you have always dreamt of. With over a decade of professional experience and clients all over the world, he currently resides in Los Angeles, where he works as a professional astrologer, celebrity life coach, and author. Kyle received two Bachelor of Arts for Psychology and English from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and integrates these degrees into his growing research of psychology, personality, and the human condition. Is that not right up the witching hours alley or what? Welcome, Kyle. So good Hello. to see you again. Thank you so much for having me back. I absolutely adore you. I follow all of your posts. It's so great whenever I get a message from you. And I'm just so proud of how much I've seen you grow in the last year as well. I mean, you have been soaring. Thank you. You know, some some astrology kind of told me that. <laughs> I just I really, you did my last time you did you did my chart and you said this is gonna happen, this and this, and you're giving me and you're just right on. So I truly, before we even get into anything, you guys looking for an astrologer, this guy, he just he nailed it and it's great. So thank you for that. 
And who knows, you know, maybe you're telling me that, help me live into that, because that's my how my witchy world works. So I love that your thing is about empowerment and and really helping people. Well, thank you. Thank you. One of the big things that I always try to teach people utilizing astrology is that, you know, I always say it's predictive. So I can see certain patterns that you may be, you know, going through and, you know, kind of stepping upon that path. But the thing that I love about astrology that does sort of match up with manifestation, magic, and intention is that you have to be productive about seeking the the things that you want. And, And you can ultimately get everything that you want by utilizing these patterns of the great cosmos above. So yeah, that's kind of my big philosophy. I love it. Hand in hand. Um, so we are into a new year, 2021. Um, still some leftovers from 2020. But what do you what do you see for this year? Or what is your advice for people? Or what's what's going on in the stars? Totally. Well, we have a lot of you know new transits that are taking place this year. You know, we have had some planets move back in December of 2020, and we actually ended the year with a very powerful rare alignment called the Great Conjunction. Did you hear about the Great Conjunction at all? I did, I did. I was actually, I think, that night with Lily Singh doing her <laughs> late night show, and, and we went out and, you know, in, in her her crazy, beautiful, funny way, tried to do a, a conjunction. Yeah, it, I felt it. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about these very powerful conjunctions of Saturn and Jupiter, while they tie to society, and they take place once every 20 years, and they kind of restructure where we're putting our attention in our personal charts and then also collectively as well. But this one is very spectacular because it's actually titled The Grand Mutation because it's essentially shifting the dynamic from the earth signs into the air signs. So all of the attributes of Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini are going to be more infused into the collective for the next 200 years. So we're going to start to see a lot of these manifestations really kicking into, uh, you know, in the, in the decade ahead. But I really see that we're going to see a lot of this energy shifting even in February because we're going to have a stellium of planets in Aquarius as well. So lots to look forward to, lots of, you know, liberation, you know, new insight into science, technology, spirituality, all of that is ahead. And I'm very excited. Yay. Yay. Yeah. So, so also, um, you know, basically, you know, one thing that we've been seeing too, is that they, we've been having very powerful eclipses too, which were hitting your chart very intensely last year. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, how, what is your energetic perspective of this great conjunction as we're moving forward? I think, again, I, I, I don't know astrology. Again, that's why I like, oh my gosh, this guy's brilliant. And, and you are. But um, I, I just see it as some kind of a big shift. Again, not knowing what the planet are, I just feel that that shift. Part of it, I think we needed a, a wake-up call, and it's part yeah. of this whole thing going into. We just needed it. Wake up. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I have hope. I keep going. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. Yeah, there's a high cost. It's going to be better. Yeah. Um, you know, and so far so good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, the thing is in 2020, we I called it a, a Phoenix year because we were having a lot of very powerful conjunctions of Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn, which were essentially burning down uh, a lot of things in our lives and also in society as well. But the thing here is that in order for rebirth, we have to go through this sort of restructuring and returning to ash 
sort of energy. And the thing that I love so much about this is that we have less powerful conjunctions like that in 2021 and in the years ahead, which means that now we can sort of really take a step back and reassess what we learned from that restructuring, what was destroyed, what was left, um, what was no longer serving our highest good. And, you know, going forward, we're going to see that the planets are obviously moving into new territories. So we are going to see, you know, some of those things still play out. And, and one of the things, for instance, is that I do think that, you know, obviously the pandemic has restructured the way that our lives are forever, you know, and, and even just looking at it, the sense of how people are going to work and communicating and connecting and, you know, I do see that there's going to be more of a digitalization, particularly because I, I'm saying it very significantly here is that we have officially fully entered the age of Aquarius now because of that very powerful, very powerful great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, which took place on December 21st of 2020 and was in Aquarius. So that energy is going to move forward. So in your eyes, what is the age of Aquarius? Like, how do you tap into that? It was a great musical from the 60s. <laughs> and that's what I said. We've entered what we they sang about in the 60s. Um, I Again, I, I see it as, as, like you said, more spiritual, more creative, yeah. more artist, maybe a little less of the material grounding, you know, what I understand, not a, a, the earth signs and what that is. Totally. And more looking up versus looking down all the time, but just in, in the literally looking of things. Yes, I love that. That's really, really spot on. So, yeah. and even, you know, back in like, you know, in the last couple of decades, have you seen this progression starting to take hold? Because the thing is here is that, you know, people were talking about, you know, in the 60s and the 70s that the, the, the age of Aquarius had arrived. Well, the way that astrologers have been seeing is that there have been planets that have been shifting towards this direction, but it's finally here now. And that's because an astrological age is a very, very long time. And it's kind of hard to chart because, you know, people were saying, you know, it could have been back then, but it could be right about now. And like I said, I really see that because of this great conjunction and this shift here, that's where the primary energy is going to be, you know, exhibited. So, you know, I really feel quite excited to experience some of this uh, insight that, you know, you see and other people see as well. So, so what do you think people should be uh, aware of or, or again, to, so, okay, I want to use this to my best advantage kind of thing or look at? Yeah, well, absolutely. So, you know, for instance, we do have Jupiter and Saturn predominantly in Aquarius throughout most of this year. So Jupiter is going to stay here from, you know, it basically entered on December 19th of 2020. It will, will, will remain here until May 13th. Uh, then it's going to go into Pisces, we can, which we can talk about in a second. But then it's going to leave Pisces in a retrograde to re-enter Aquarius on July 28th of 2021 and remain here until December 28th of 2021 as well. So Jupiter is the planet of expansion, luck, opportunity, miracles. I always feel like, you know, it really makes things bigger and, and more optimistic. And that's where we can see an area of growth, certainly in our lives. Well, collectively, this means that the things that Aquarius rules is going to, uh, they're all going to see some sort of, you know, prosperity or expansion as well. So Aquarius, we think about that as an air sign. That's the intellect that has to do with, Aquarian is a very future looking sign. It's all about what's to come, what's next. 
And so they're not very concerned with the past and the structures of the, how things used to be, because that's Capricorn energy. That's where we were for a very long time with all of those powerful planets. Also, we're going to have Pluto entering into Aquarius in 2023, uh, remaining there until 20, 2043 as well. So we're, there's a lot of Aquarian energy we're going to be feeling. But the thing specifically now is that you know, we're going to see a lot of very uh, big booms around science, around technology, around global communication, because the thing that is so uplifting that I love about Aquarian energy is that it really connects us to the community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how would you consider, you know, you know, how, what, what do you think are ways that we can really build our communities, you know, in, in our small levels of our cities, but then also further, I'd be interested to see, you know, how you're already doing that. Well, what, what I'm noticing, again, since everybody's been locked in their houses, um, <laughs> I'm actually teaching more and, and just say, oh, okay, cool. I'm teaching, which is great. And I think you even kind of mentioned something like that. Yeah. I, I, um, but it's it, other than just oh, people are going to class, we're, it's creating little communities of like-minded people, almost that tribe thing. So yes. even though we're home with our own, whatever that little nuclear is, whatever that is or isn't to you, I see these little, literally, like what you just said, communities, our tribes, or groups, or families creating themselves of similar vibrational, like-minded people. Yes. Um, because I didn't expect that to be just I'm teaching with House of Intuition over here. I'm teaching with, uh, you know, uh, haunted whatever they are over there. I would have just thought, okay, you're going to teach a class. But no, it's like everybody's hungry for this communion. Yes. Well, and the thing, too, is that... Uh, Aquarius rules astrology. It rules, you know, a lot of insight into the way that science and technology and, you know, the future is all connected. So I feel like, you know, as we are entering into the stage of Aquarius, we're going to see that there's more uh, studies about how intention and, 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 and manifestation is actually in, in that form of spirituality is rooted in energy, is in rooted in, you know, how we can affect the world around us through our thoughts and through our, you know, energetic vibrations, because everything's a frequency at the end of the day. And also, if you think about it, the image of Aquarius is a wave, which is also related to electricity too. So, you know, and that's the thing is Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. You know, we have this very powerful planet that is, you know, forcing us to evolve and forcing us even against our will sometimes, which can be chaotic. But at the end of the day, evolution will happen and it cannot be stopped. So that's the thing that I think that we need to start to really get into the mind of, okay, is where are we growing? How can we take the lessons of the past and build them into our future? So, you know, I definitely think that's gonna be an interesting sort of development that takes place. But then going back to that motif of community and tribe, Aquarius is all about the tribe, you know, who you connect to, who you, uh, believe within, who you relate with. And we're all going to be seeing this really uh, emphasized in our personal lives. So whether that tribe is, you know, your core group of friends from high school and you still go out every week, but you're really relating there, or it's, you know, social media and the internet is also ruled by Aquarius. And that's a very, very uh, wonderful time for building these communities online. And that's another thing that you were just talking about as well. You know, so I just, I feel like there's so much opportunity for us all to really understand our individuality, but other people as well. Oh, that's beautiful. And that fits what I keep seeing is like 
literally science and spirituality are coming together, coming together. And it is going down to vibration numbers that coming together. And that it would make sense that people, that Aquarius leads into both. Um, And again, that so many more people are taking charge of their spirituality. I see beautiful, I'm not judgmental on anybody's religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs, but people are leaning towards the one where you do take kind of command and control, whether it's real new agey or old school pagan or whatever that is, where not just, just don't just blindly follow, create. And that makes me very happy. Yeah, I love all of that. And the interesting thing that I feel about this, though, is that, you know, I think that there is an aspect of spirituality that is in all forms of the elements. You know, you look at the fire, which is the passion, you know, the that that active creation utilizing uh, spirituality. But then with with Earth, we think about, you know, the way that we you know, use our bodies as a temple. And then we, you know, connect obviously with water, with the emotion, with, you know, the soul. But the thing is, the aspects of air when it comes to spirituality is the ideas, is the communication, is the way that we build that community with other people. And the thing here is that, you know, as much as we're going to have so much of this beautiful aspect of Jupiter here, the thing is, we're also going to have Saturn. And Saturn is one of the original planetary rules rulers of Aquarius. So this is going to be a very good place for Saturn to exhibit its strength. And basically, Saturn entered into Aquarius from, I believe it was December 16th of 2020, and is going to stay here until March of 2023. And the way that I always explain Saturn is that it is the giver of life lessons and whatever area of our chart or in the world that it's exhibiting and in kind of, uh, you know, kind of building and restructuring things is where we see a lot of important life lessons that we carry with us forever. And the thing is here is whenever we have Saturn or Jupiter, in Aquarius, there's always a big focus on equal rights. It's always a big focus on, you know, equality or sexual revolutions or, you know, the, you know, importance of, you know, just looking at diversity and truly allowing it to make the world a better place uh, as we evolve. But the thing here is that Saturn always brings a test and a challenge. And that's something that I think is something we're going to watch too. You know, do you have something to add to that? No, I was just going to say, because that's the first thing when you said it's about life lessons, every people tend to go, "Uh oh, (laughs) because it's like, "Uh oh, that means we have to face these things or we have to get hit on the head again. (laughs) So, but, but no, I, but going for equality, just looking at what things are is great and changing what's not working. Totally. So, and the interesting thing that as much as all of us talking about, you know, science and technology and all of this good stuff, by the way, here's my cat. His name's Aries. He's the Astro Kitty. (laughs) He's beautiful. Uh, But yeah, he he likes to always be seen. Um, But anyways, going back to what we were saying is that the thing about, you know, with this Saturn energy, you know, also affecting all the things that I was talking about with Aquarius and, you know, all of those rulerships it's also going to make things be challenging in those areas too, because we have to fight for them. We have to learn, we have to use our perseverance. We have to use our strength in order to uh, essentially acclimate the most important lesson that we can from it and really kind of harness and harvest that uh, important wisdom as well. So the thing here is that with us also focusing on, you know, expanding our groups and that we, that we're connected to online or in person, 
it's also going to create a lot of restrictions and help us to focus focus on organization as well. Because like I said, Saturn is that planet of locking things down, creating structures. So as much as there's going to be freedom and, and opportunities for equality, there's also going to be things that are taken away. And there are also going to be things that people are going to have to, like I said, excuse me, fight for in order to make sure that that effective change truly does come into our lives. So, you know, I do think that there are going to be more restrictions on people. There are going to be more uh, regulations on whether it be flying or whether it be, you know, the way that we're living our daily lives. That will be there. And usually these structures are pretty permanent because of that Saturn energy. So what do you have to take? What do you feel on that as well? Well, so that, that just sounds to me like it goes hand in hand with this pandemic we're in the middle of, right? That's more yeah. restrictions, like for flying to, I just flew for the first time since all this happened. And you, yeah. and the filming I've done, you have to go through many hoops and this and that and restrictions and training and more COVID training. And so I guess that would fit right in line with that. So do you think that, was this a pandemic in the stars, so to speak, yeah. or just something? Absolutely. Well, and the thing is here is that, you know, I've talked to a lot of astrologers and mystics about this, and I think we even touched upon this last year, is that, you know, when something happens in astrology, it essentially um, is being triggered by some sort of transit or conjunction or alignment. The thing here is that if there's nothing that we're collectively supposed to learn, then it's going to pass by pretty easily. You know, let's say Saturn going through Aquarius um, isn't going to have as, as big of effects, you know, but you know, Saturn going through Aries might. Well, that's because collectively we're on this evolution and trying to evolve to our highest capabilities. So that's why you know we've had several planets that were in uh, Capricorn for quite some time, which is all about governments. It's all about major society structures, very powerful connections to the economy, big business, all of that kind of stuff. And all of that has been getting restructured since 2008 because that's when Pluto entered there. So this is a long transit just from that planet, but then by also having Saturn enter there at the end of 2017, that was more ramping up, understanding, restructuring, and then finally with the catalyst of Jupiter entering there in 2019 as or 20 yeah 2019 as well, and then to stay throughout 2020, it just kind of allowed everything to kind of explode because. The way that our big business, the way that our governments have been set up has not been ultimately serving the people, which now with this energy in Aquarius, that's what we're going to fight for. That's fascinating. And 2008, wasn't that the big crash, the big economic crash and stuff in corporate? I believe so. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember my one business went like this and this business went like that. So it was really funny. Yeah. Um, Totally. So, you know, and that's the thing is it's like, I'm always trying to teach people that, you know, we do have a lot to learn and we can take, you know, charge of these lessons by first seeing, like I said, you know, what the planet is, where it is in our charts, where it is collectively and allowing that karmic lesson to come to us. But also rather than just being at the mercy of the planets and the stars, knowing how you can take control of your life, utilizing that energy and frequency too. And, and that's the thing that I love so much about what you teach and do is, is empowering people to truly make change, utilizing their thoughts, utilizing the things that they're, you know, the correspondences, whether that is the planets or, you know, certain, certain uh, herbs or oils or candles or moon cycles, you know, like everything is connected. 
And and I think that you'd have such a beautiful way of weaving that into, you know, what you do. Seriously, I mean, I watch so much of the stuff that you do and I'm just like always like <laughs> I was like loving the what was it the the show that you were doing the um the Lil- magnetic thing. Lily Singh with Lily Singh. <laughs> yeah. She was so cute. Oh my god, I loved that. Like, I loved here, it. take them back. <laughs> it's energy. It's just it's just energy. It's just energy. It's energy yeah. and um direction. Um yeah, thank you. So as people, yeah, it's, it's so, so people looking at, okay, we're going into this new age. This is going to shift and this is going to change. Um, I do, I am so, again, astrology has always just overwhelmed me because it looks, seems like math to me. It is. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I more and more in my match, cause I work very linearly and I work very elementally and I know how important, you know, going astrological could be in it. So one day when there's tiny, tiny bit more room in my brain, I, I think I'm getting there. Just keep having you on, keep listening. And I, yeah. and I see it's just another amazingly strong puzzle piece to the whole thing. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, I always say this to, to, to people is that, you know, whatever, lens that you are looking at the divine through whether that's astrology or whether that's religion or whether that's magic or you know whatever that be you can come to your sense of truth and allow that to fulfill you you know in this lifetime and some people are destined to learn about many different things but you know as long as you are on that quest to fulfill your soul purpose i think that you know whatever means hopefully in a positive you know healthy you know, efficient way is going to ultimately just make you a better person and also make the world around you a happier place. So, ah, and who doesn't want a happier place? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it, it is about empowerment. I would say knowledge of planets and what's going to happen, the energy, um, because that's the one thing I just always I noticed in working with people these decades is everybody just gives away their power. Mm-hmm. They give away their power to fear to. To, to really limiting personal belief systems, whatever those are. So I think taking that, okay, this is this, and this is going to be less of this, and this is more, and choosing versus just, it's like putting up your sails and and going through the wind yeah. versus just letting it hit you here and there. Totally. Well, it's, one of the things that I absolutely love that you said right there, you know, there is a real, you know, jewel of truth within that, especially within this Aquarian energy. And that's the thing here is that, Aquarius, it, while it does look at the collective, the tribe, it is all about understanding where you fit into that and what is your individuality, what makes you unique, and what do you bring to the table. Because of that, that is a beautiful and special thing, and that ultimately makes your tribe, your community, and the world a better place by stepping into that. You know, so at some, you know, you know, with Saturn there can be a loss because it's about the masses, but you know, with that Jupiter energy here, it is about understanding what you also provide and being proud of that. And you know, whether that is your, you know, your culture or your ideas or your talents or your sexuality, you know, everything that makes you unique also makes you beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, pretty much everybody who listens to this particular podcast are people who are on a journey or curious about a journey. And and again, one thing I do notice is that because of what we've gone through and the unrest and the thing, people are very much on edge right now. Um, Like so many people into the rope. Again, people are, which is great, they're creating the tribe and doing this. But what, like, 
as an astrologer, as a coach point of view, would you would you how would how do you work with people going, I can't take this anymore. What do I do? Totally. Well, interestingly, I love that, you know, and just being in, in such alignment. So, you know, really hitting these kinds of important topics that has also been triggered by the eclipses. And we enter into an eclipse cycle for usually about, you know, a year and a half, sometimes two years. And during that eclipse cycle, that's where the nodes of destiny are moving. And so those lunar nodes are showing, you know, the importance uh, cycles karmically we're also going through as well. And so interestingly enough, we actually, during those first uh, big riots in June, that was triggered by the solar eclipse in Sagittarius. And this eclipse cycle with Gemini and Sagittarius on opposite sides of the wheel, this is going to conclude with the final eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th of 2021. We will not re-enter um, re into this eclipse cycle until the end of the decade. So I do think it's actually really telling that we're starting this decade with this eclipse cycle and ending this eclipse or uh, ending this decade with this eclipse cycle as well, because these particular houses, these particular zodiac signs are all about the dissemination of communication and how we interact with people from afar. So we're talking not only about our neighbors, our siblings, our families, you know, all of the people in our close communities, but also the people that are very different from us as well. Because the thing about it here is that Gemini rules all sorts of writing, speaking, communication related situations here, but also it does tie to our daily lives, the routines that we're in in a very close um, proximity and who we really interact with, you know? And, and there is, you know, connections to travel, but then we also have Sagittarian eclipses, which are about, again, diversity, culture, equality, looking at different backgrounds, cultures, religions, you know, all of these different ideas and also international travel. So the thing is with these eclipses really being activated, I always do see that, you know, they kind of create this arc during this time. So with all of those specific things kind of erupting around that June 5th, 2020 eclipse, we see further developments every single time. So we had the next eclipse in Gemini was on November 30th of 2020. Then we had a Dece uh, December 14th of 2020 was also a solar eclipse in Sagittarius, kind of adding more information here. We're gonna have more eclipses this year. Like I said, there is a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on May 26th of 2021, then a solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th of 2021. And then it's finally concluded for us on December 4th of 2021 with this solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So I know it's a lot to throw at everybody. No, no, but... it's great. I was gonna say, what, what, so, so the May one, what can we expect of that? Or what does it look like that will be um brought to light or whatever an eclipse it is that it does. Totally. Well, lunar eclipses are big culminations and they tend to be turning points. They tend to be very emotional because they are supercharged. Like an eclipse is usually usually seen as three times more powerful than the standard lunation that it was. So a new moon is connected to a solar eclipse, but it's a solar eclipse is a much higher vibration of it. The same would be said of a full moon but a, but a lunar eclipse is much higher as well. So the thing about this here is that this is going to be a huge turning point. There's going to be a big focus on, you know, some sort of, you know, equality, marches, all of this really, you know, important coming into the, the, the consciousness of the collective. There's also going to be lots of discussions about global affairs, you know, how people are in, interacting with policies, 
all of that kind of stuff is going to be again in our um, interactivity, you know, and and that's the thing, like I said before, is that, you know, whenever we're seeing an eclipse cycle begin, I always talk about it. It's kind of like a play. And have you ever, you know, I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure you've kind of read plays or seen plays before and how there's like an act structure, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So each act is related to an eclipse. So we get the seed and each time it grows. So finally, by the end of this entire eclipse cycle, we'll have a whole new way that we're looking at different rights. We're looking at different cultures, looking at how people are being represented. And, you know, I think it's very timely, but again, astrology is always, it's always right. And that's the thing that makes me like blows my mind is that, you know, we're always looking at how we can learn from these things, but also seeing how they're manifesting in our lives too. So that's so amazing to me. And I know that world leaders have looked to astrology forever and ever, maybe quietly. But sure. when you hear that, you don't even know why it isn't just part of what the military does and what the structural governmental does. That mm -hmm. must be frustrating to somebody like you who sees this so clearly. That's just like me with people not understanding magic. It doesn't have to be spell work. You don't have to. But that shift of how we can actually shift the flow of things that it's, it's frustrating that people just don't know how powerful and, and doable and actually easy that is. So it must really be when you're looking at this thing that's global, you know, I'm usually looking at one person at a time and how that one person affects everything. But you're looking at this big global truth. Mm -hmm. I would be like shaking people going, listen. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, well, and the thing is, like I said, you know, we, we look at these important cycles for however long they be, and we can sort of map out where things are going to move. You know, we're actually going to be having a new eclipse cycle start this, this year on the axis of Taurus and Scorpio. So that brings up our, our worth, our resources, our possessions, you know, our personal worth, our values, but also our sexuality, our intimacy, you know, also magic, the occult, you know, that's going to become very, very powerful. Um, you know, I think even more publicly, uh, particularly next year when, you know, we have more eclipses in uh, Scorpio taking place. But the thing that I also wanted to bring up to you that we sort of hinted up before was the fact that Jupiter is going to go into uh, Pisces from May 13th until July 28th. You are going to love that. Anyone that really? is involved in spiritual journeys, um, has mystical abilities, is a creative, is an artist, is absolutely going to love that. Yeah. Because the thing about it is that Jupiter not only rules Pisces, so whenever the ruler of that zodiac sign is in that uh, particular piece of the sky, it just like allows its energy to be exhibited so purely and so freely. Well, Pisces rules the unconscious, the spiritual realm, you know, all of that hidden world that we are activating, you know, our dreams, creative talents, uh, there's ties to romance. I think it's going to be a quite lovely time. And, you know, with you being a Libra and liking a lot of those things and also being very publicly known as, you know, a healer and a mystic, I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of good fortune and a lot of activity at that time. Yay. And I think we're also going to have more people that really get into it too. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm already, you know, feeling the edges of that. So one thing I've noticed, and does this work astrologically? It seems like people who have, again, I think everybody has the gift to differing degrees, but hidden or they over logicalize it and they don't go there, but it seems like people are, their sight is turning on. Is that part of what this whole planetary people are getting more psychic or more intuitive or even more empathic? 
yeah. that I work with every day. It's like, what's going on? So, yeah, well, absolutely. So here's the thing is we can look at that from a, and break it down from a few different things. And one thing that I always see with astrology is that it's usually more than one thing that's kind of activating a situation for us to see a big change. Because like, let's say we just have one planet, one sector. Well, we're certainly gonna see something happen, but it's more likely to happen if there's more planets that are really activating that same theme, that same element, whatever that be. And actually we've had Neptune and Pisces and Neptune is about spirituality. Mm -hmm. Neptune is about divinity and transcendence. And the thing is when it's, when Neptune also rules Pisces, it's living in this space. It's really activating, you know, allowing us to really dive deeper into the spiritual realm. So I do feel like that is a big tie to why people are waking up. However, on the reverse side of things, it can also create some toxic situations as well. So for instance, Neptune, you know, whereas, you know, think of Neptune, the sea, you know, that has all of these beautiful gifts of like deep transcendence. You know, they say about soulmate connections. You know, I can see that often when that planet is being activated in someone's chart, but also it does have ties to addictions, to, um, you know, liars, charlatans, you know, people that are very cults, you know, all of these very, you know, powerful, you know, other, you know, brainwashing, all of that is happening too. So, you know, I think that, you know, as much as people might be more susceptibility, susceptible to spiritual endeavors, there's also some that are also being brainwashed and pulled into conspiracy theories to, you know, manipulation, brainwashing, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, have you seen that as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look again, look at the world situation and conspiracy <laughs> theories and stuff. It's like, yeah. can sane people really believe this? It is like brainwashing. It's like, yeah. but, but where's logic or where's science or where? So yeah, I do see that. So, so is this just something for people again, People listening to this podcast are probably not those people. They're people open, seeking, learning. Um, but is that something for us just to be aware of? Okay, just yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And here's the thing: is that like you know, I've had friends, I've had celebrities I consult with. I have a lot of people that have, you know, especially when it comes to like QAnon. That's been a big, a big, big, big growing, um, you know, collective over the last couple of years. And, you know, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I try to live from a place where I am going to do as much research as possible. And there, you know, certain things that people say can be very convincing, especially when you're looking for answers. But here's the thing is that we, you and I both work in a spiritual mystic realm. And so the thing about it is that, you know, what, what I do uh, there's a lot of people out there that would laugh at that and be like, what is astrology? You know, like you really, your stars can really predict things. Well, you know, I'm not out here to convert people. I'm also not running a political party. And, you know, that's the thing here is that the people that can relate to the message that we have, I try to come from a place of love. I hope that other people, and I know that you do too. And this is one of the things that like your soul just, just resonates uh -huh. with my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And seriously, you know, I just like, you just are such a bright light. And that's the kind of, you know, energy that I hope that people are, you know, when they're coming to and coming to a leader, coming to someone with answer or, or with questions, they're coming to people that can provide light, 
not preying upon fear, not preying upon darkness, and also not trying to manipulate them, you know? And, you know, obviously, you know, like I said, our business is in this spiritual realm, but at the end of the day, I want to, like, have people change their lives. I want to empower people. I want people to find love, be successful. I want them to get everything that they want. But at the end of the day, some people, like I said, may find what we do, you know, not the greatest, but I don't know. I just, like I said, I just, I feel like if you're, if you're going to someone and they are (laughs) literally, preying upon your fear and anxiety, that's not the kind of leader that you want. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly, both governmental and and in this, again, anybody who works in this world where we work with people in need and stuff, I again, as being part of the American Federation of Certified Psychics, it's like anything that's fear-based, anger-based, or control-based, run. It's, you should come out empowered, informed, yes. understanding, and hopeful. That's what we're here to give people. And I, I, just, I don't want to understand why everybody wouldn't want to that, but I'm the, what I'm sort of figuring out is why some people that go the other way is is because it's it's like they they're, they allow that victim mode to fall in, and when you're a victim, you don't have to take responsibility. Yes. When in our world, you have to take responsibility for who you are, for what you do, for what you create. And if somebody say, "No, do this," and I do that, and you are this and in control, well, that's what we were told. So it's like they're giving up their their freedom, their everything for just to not the responsibility of their life. That's the only way I could figure out why they go there. Yeah. You know, and I think that it's just, we are living in a time when things are changing very quickly. And I feel like in a sense, and I don't know if you, you you may have felt this too, but I feel like it's like time is speeding up and it's almost, you know, I think because of the digitalization of everything and you know, it's, whereas, you know, before I feel like people would put, you know, less to do on their list. Now it's a thousand things because you're also doing a lot of things. You know, you're, you're on your phone, you're on your computer, you're watching TV, you're doing all of this. And so when we're not constantly stimulated, you know, we have more time with our thoughts. And for some people that can be a very scary place to be because they're not being inundated by knowledge or, you know, stimulation, whereas usually they are. So I feel like, you know, and the the cool thing that I think that's going to be really great about Jupiter in Pisces is that that is a place of stillness. Mm. You know, Pisces is about rest. Pisces is about dreaming. Pisces is about day, you know, fantasizing. And so whereas there will be a huge influx of, you know, probably new drugs, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) like psychedelics and all sorts of stuff, which again, I'm not, you know, like people can do what they will, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I hope that, you know, whatever journey that, you know, you or, or someone may be on, they can find that stillness within themselves and can find that divinity within themselves and outside as well. And that will allow them to find the right light that will serve them. Yeah. Thank you. That was beautiful and inspiring. <laughs> and so, and, and that j- just, again, hand in hand, how you do it with the, with the stars, I mean, with the planets and astrology is what I try to do with like the elements, like you were saying, the yeah. grounding oh. of earth, the flow of water, remote, and, and I, in my little elemental world. So, um, wow. Yeah. 
Well, and another thing that I wanted to talk about too this year is that we're not going to have as many retrogrades as we had last year. And we had a very powerful Mars retrograde in the last six months of 2020, which was very difficult. I felt that a lot. I was just like, I felt like I was going to have a mental breakdown in October. I mean, I didn't, but it was just like, I was like so stressed out. I was like working all the time. And I was like, I had to like, for me, because Mars is like activity and energy. And it's also my ruler because I'm an Aries rising. So like, you know, it was very focused on like us being productive. But again, that was a place of like understanding stillness because when a retrograde's happening, what that planet rules is, is essentially being reviewed and kind of taken away from us in some degree. And we are going to have three very, you know, intense Mercury retrogrades this year, but they're taking place in an air sign, in an air sign each time. So the air signs are technology, communication. So what we think of as a Mercury retrograde with like, phones breaking down, computers shutting off, that kind of stuff. It's going to be more of that. Whereas in the last two years, we've had Mercury retrogrades and water signs. So we were like crying all the time and everything was emotional <laughs> and we didn't wow. like what was going on. It was like very, those were very intense. But so I think that these ones will feel less intense and they take place from, uh, we have one from January 30th until February 20th. Then the next one is from, let me pull this up. It's from May 29th until June 22nd. And then the last one this year is going to take place from September 27th until October 18th. So I just recommend for people during those times, review things from the past, you know, try not to sign contracts, try not to sign a lease. Uh, if for some reason, like you need a job or you need that lease, if something comes to you, just know that that's going to end up shifting later on down the line. It doesn't mean it has to be in a bad way, but you know, it's going to evolve and shift. Uh, also, it's not a great time to start an official relationship uh, or to launch a business. So try to avoid the, that during those times. And also don't buy technology or make a big purchase if you can hold off. Uh, so there's that. But then also we are going to have a Venus retrograde at the end of this year. So I remember we probably talked about this. Do you remember anything about Venus retrograde? Have you no. Heard, like, tell, no, tell me. Oh my God. So Venus is your ruler because you are a Libra. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, and I'm a Taurus, so it also is a very powerful uh, indication of my chart as well. So the thing here, though, is that anytime we have Venus retrograde, whatever Venus rules is being reviewed and revisited from the past. So Venus retrograde cycles, they tend to have like an eight year cycle till they reverberate. So over the last eight years, and we're still in this period now, we will be reviewing how we approached money because Venus holds excuse me, holds ties to profit and money. It holds ties to uh, love, romance, intimacy, and marriage. And then also it holds ties to beauty. So the thing about this is that we're going to start to feel this Venus retrograde approach in November of 2021. Venus retrograde will officially station on December 19th of 2021. And then it will last until January 29th of 2022. So after that, we're going to be still reviewing what happens. Well, the famous season of the X, as I call it, is a Venus retrograde cycle. So we're very likely to hear from people from the past. You know, I think that, you know, if your ruler is Venus, you're more likely to feel it. The earth and air, or the earth and water signs are really going to feel it, particularly Capricorn and Virgo and Cancer. But collectively, we will all still feel 
this nostalgia take place. I actually think this is going to be a really beautiful thing for us because a lot of people were separated from their families and friends in the holiday season for 2020. And here at the end of the year of 2021, you know, I do think that, you know, the coronavirus pandemic is worse, you know, really getting it under control now. You know, even from the beginning of the situations back last March, I was really feeling that by about March of 2021, things were going to be clicking along. I think by May of this year, it's going to be much better. I think by even when I look into August of 2021, significantly better. So like I said, I think by the end of this year, we're going to be in the clear. But I think that a lot of people are going to really be spending time going back home, seeing old people from the past, reconnecting with old friends and old lovers, and kind of reigniting that childhood spirit that we always think about with the holidays. And, you know, sometimes I feel like people don't really tap into the Christmas spirit or they might feel a little bit cold or reject that. With Venus retrograde taking place, I think it's going to reignite that childhood within us all. That's beautiful. Oh, yay. So you don't have to be scared just of the word retrograde because people hear <laughs> retrograde and they just kind of freak out and they don't know what to do and they why to get a bite of candle. And, and but I, I, that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like that, you know, and I think I, that. I feel like it's going to be really magical, you know? And I think that in the, the, the big takeaway from Venus retrograde is don't get married, don't start in a relationship. And the way that I always talk about it is that particularly with a Venus retrograde, it tends to be karmic in nature because the thing is here that we have an opportunity to face and review the things from a, the past, like I said, but you can get closure with it. So like, let's say there was an old friend or a, a family member. Uh, or an old lover that like things didn't end well and you just want to kind of forgive and move on. Well, that would be a great time to do that, to be like, hey, I miss you or I'm sorry and I forgive you and I forgive me. And just allowing that peace and that harmony to really move forward in both of those people's lives, you know, and, you know, I think that will, that will certainly take place. But again, there is that you know, possibility of rekindling something as well, you know, and sometimes I do talk, I, I, do you do a ton of readings about people's exes and past? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like yeah. that's like half <laughs> of my readings, <laughs> you know, like love to come, love they're not up. doing right. Love that. Well, yes, it's love. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, totally. Well, you know, and it's like, obviously I do tons of readings about career and power and fame and for all celebrities yeah. and stuff, but then also, there's, you know, the very significant opportunity for, for love and wanting about to know about the one that got away. Well, with Venus retrograde, like I said, taking place at the end of the year, you could reconnect with that person and be like, hey, you know, maybe we're, we're right now. And one thing I have learned, you know, in my 30 years of doing readings and, you know, connecting with people and learning about myself is that sometimes love doesn't work out because yes, you're not meant to be with each other, but you're supposed to learn something from each other. But sometimes love doesn't work out because you're both not ready yet. And you sometimes have to separate upon your journey so that you can grow and then you reunite and you're actually better partners for each other. And that goes as well for friendships as well. And, and some, so I do think that, that there are a lot of people that will be going through that too. So, you know, if that speaks to you and you're listening to this, you know, definitely, you know, reach out to one of us about a reading. We can really tap into more information about that. But I definitely think that there will be opportunities for happy uh, reunions and love as well. So yeah, that's kind of the overview of the the year that I have for us. <laughs> I love that. And I, I, 
I'm excited. I'm going to go put that on my calendar, make up with all those people. I, I don't yeah. actually have it with lovers or ex-husbands or ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends. It's, it's with, with friend friends, like female yeah. friends. Yes. And it was, it, it, I, it's like, I don't even know what happened, but I'm going to go put it. Now I could go make up, yeah. I, but it doesn't matter what happened. Yeah, so, totally. Well, uh, interestingly enough, I mean, you're, so like I said, you are a Libra. And so from your solar chart, and I'm always looking at people's solar chart. So like their sun sign, but also their personal natal chart. And there's a lot to be seen, particularly from that, because that's the most accurate interpretation of everything that's going on for you. Like, for instance, we talked about last year that you're going through eclipses in your ascendant and in your sector of partnerships. And these are very powerful. Like you are stepping into your power in a way that you haven't in probably almost a decade. And that began last year and is gonna continue this year. So you're going through this recreation mode and really launching to new horizons. And I'm so happy for you with that. But also you've had some in and out of partnerships. You know, They don't necessarily have to be romantic. It can also be business. It can be like, this partnership, you thought it was great. And then you're like, bye, it, it's just not working for me. And so you find new people because of that, yeah. you know, but you know, I do see that there's going to be lots of good fortune for you ahead. And I do feel better, you know, collectively for everyone as well. Thank so. you. I am so excited. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for everybody and I'm excited <laughs> for you. Um, you. So tell everybody as we get, before we wrap up, I'm sure everybody's going, Ooh, I want to talk to this guy. Um, give me the pitch. Where can people find you and work with you and give us links and websites and all that? Yeah, absolutely. So as uh, we said before, my name is Kyle Thomas. My website is kylethomasastrology.com. I post all sorts of very in-depth monthly horoscopes, yearly horoscopes, predictions about love life, relationships, exes, all of that stuff on there. However, if you would like a personal reading, uh, you're certainly gonna have much more information in that sort of session with me. And I do them by 30 minutes, an hour or an hour and a half, which is like a full yearly reading. I have also been booking people for monthly and weekly sessions as well when they really wanna kind of go on a growth journey. Uh, that has been something that I've been offering, but you can do so all through my website on my contact page. So definitely check out all of that information there. Also, my main uh, social media is Instagram. And so my Instagram handle is Mr. Kyle Thomas. So Mr. Kyle Thomas, you can find me there. I am also on Facebook. So, you know, I release all sorts of information there, but I love hearing from people. I really, it just means so much, you know, when people are, you know, commenting or sharing or, you know, hopefully spreading the light that I like to bring into yeah. the world. More light, more light. Yes. And you do put amazing things on Instagram, Facebook. People can go and, and get get really great information for you, for your sign. So you. so everybody, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Thomas Astrologer. Astrology? Astrologer. Yes, Kyle Thomas Astrologer. Uh, I, I will put that up on the YouTube, but I don't know where it'll be on the podcast. Um, so again, my favorite in the whole world, and I do know astrologers, but you are one. You tap in. It's your magic and how you do it and how it translates through who you are, that beautiful light being you are. So I wanna thank you. Um, thank you for my listeners. Thank you for everybody for being a part of the witching hour. It is always a pleasure and an honor. So thank you as well.
Thank you. I am Patty Negri. This is The Witching Hour. You can find me at pattynegri.com. Of course, Instagram, it's patty.negri. Facebook, Patty Negri Psychic Medium. Twitter, at Patty Negri. All the usual places, YouTube page. Um, but you could find them all actually from my website. I have a, a newsletter you could sign up for on my thing. But like, follow, tell your friends, and come back. And more than anything else, you guys find your magic. It's everywhere. Grab your power. If you don't have your power, figure out who or what you gave away to and just grab it back could be as easy as that right kyle absolutely absolutely we are magical beings so again i am patty negri thank you kyle thomas thank you all for listening to the witching hour see you next week My Paranormal Network.